Blog Talk Radio. Pagans Tonight Radio, the voice of the pagan world, featuring the man with all the questions that some don't want you to hear. Called the most dangerous person you will ever listen to, the ever-curious digital pioneer, Ed the Pagan. And thank you for another great night, and I want to thank everybody who continues to come back to Pagans Tonight. After our, uh, our short few-year hiatus, we are now uh, accelerating. This is the 3259 show, 3259 show that we've done. Um, not all of them were done by me, but you know, by, by great teams. And I uh, want to thank everybody for continuing to listen and helping me create this into it. And as you know, I've been doing kind of series, and, and later this month we're going to talk about the problem of the world's religions. We're going to talk about, of course, Halloween, how could you not? Sowing for for those who don't do it. But in the meantime, I've decided I took a very strong interest in the idea of what emerging pagan leaders. I started calling them youth pagan leaders or young pagan leaders, but I realized I was doing them a terrible disservice because they're adults. I mean, they're uh, a number of adults, and uh, they're younger adults. I mean, technically, they're young adults, if that has any meaning whatsoever. And so... Uh, they're emerging pagan leaders, and they, they come in all different forms and formats. And so the first one I'm bringing you tonight is Cloud the Rapper, and uh, or also known as Rich Donahue, or Reverend Rich Donahue, congratulating him on uh, recently obtaining his first degree. And uh, so we're always excited by this. Um, one of the things is I got a chance to interview Cloud the Rapper for my short-lived Zoom show right during the early COVID days of Coffee with Ed in the Mornings. Um, while the show didn't last on, Cloud has continued to to enthrall and enrapture the community. I want to welcome you here, Rich. Welcome aboard. Hey, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And uh, hello, everybody. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. And if you want to call in tonight, tonight is a live show, 646-787-1928. I'm, I'm not going to give out that number a lot. You guys know it if you want it, if you have any questions later. But let's get started. So uh, we got to know each other almost, I would say, right at the beginning of COVID. You were uh, recommended to me by a mutual friend, Melissa Anderson, and you were emerging out with this idea of being a rapper within the pagan context. And uh, I, you, you were one of the very one of the people I, uh, for my very short little show, it will last about three or four weeks. Um, on the Zoom channels, broadcast on your favorite sites. Uh, but in that process, you were beginning to emerge. You were just put out your album or putting out your al- first album. And uh, you began to this idea and shared with us this idea of uh, pagan music, uh, of pagan, not just music, but of more contemporary rap music, which I, I adore. So can you tell us about that? Where you, when let's go, let's go ahead. Why don't you start you the same way I've started everybody else? Why don't you tell me your origin story? Tell me your comic book story. All right. So the origin story time. All right. Uh, well, I was a young man. No, no seriously. Um, the pagan rap thing it really started, uh, and and you know take it for what it is. Originally, it started as a joke for my YouTube channel. Uh, that I had going at the time. Uh, before all this, like, really started for me, I had a small YouTube channel by the title of Moon Willow Magic. 
And, you know, I had a couple hundred subscribers and stuff, and I was doing all the witchy tips videos and yada, 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 you know. Um, you know, like and subscribe if you want to hear all this stuff, all that nonsense. And But I was doing a project, which is a project that I'm still working on, by the way, uh, called the Wiccan Music Experiment. Uh, that's what I titled it. And what I was doing is I am writing songs in different genres of music with pagan-inspired lyrics. That's the that's the the meat and potatoes of it, really. Um, and I originally wrote my first rap song as a song for that project. So if you go on the YouTube channel, which is now the official Cloud the Pagan Rapper YouTube channel, it is called Pagan Rap, and it's the first song I wrote. And when I did it, everybody in my coven and a lot of people that I'm friends with in real life and stuff, when they heard it, they were like, dude, you got to write 10 more of these. And I was said to myself, nah, I'm going to move on. And, you know, I have a punk rock song that I worked out. I have a blues song that I worked out and all sorts of different genres and stuff. I even have some songs that sound outright like Christian rock on this project. So fast forwarding a little bit, I said to myself, if I can write a song and make an actual point about real pagan life here in America and the things that a lot of us pagans have had to deal with, and I can make a solid point and tell this story, then I'll keep going with it. And then I sat down and I created the beat, and I wrote the song Try to Understand, which is also on my album Misconceptions. From there, after I wrote that, that song tells the story of a friend of mine who got ostracized in school. Got outed mm. by a bully and the whole nine yards. And it tells the true story. Of course, naturally, we leave names out of it and stuff. But, you know, she ended up getting an issue with her parents, and, and there's a lot of really bad things that happened with her, you know, um, all because she was out of this pagan. And I wrote that song, and that's when it clicked, and I said, you know what? This is hip-hop, what, 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 what I'm doing right here, you know, because at the core of rap music and hip-hop, is talking about what's going on within your community. You know, any way that you slice it, from the time that hip-hop became, you know, what it is. Right. From its earliest stages, it was people rapping to a beat, talking about what is going on in their communities, and it helped give those communities a voice. So what I'm doing is I am taking that spirit of hip-hop, and I'm just incorporating it into the pagan genre, if you will. And I have to say, I have gotten a lot more love for it than I thought I was going to. Uh, I thought I was going to get laughed off the field with it. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I mean, I got to say, I'm very, very thankful for everybody's support. I mean, uh, as you know, when we sat down for a coffee talk, you know, that was on the day my album released. Mm-hmm. And... They did. You know, they, and 
<laughs> you know, it went very well. I had a lot of people reach out to me um, after, after you know, we sat down and talked. And it all just kind of snowballed from there. And, you know, here we are, you know, about a year, year and a half later. Unfortunately, still in the pandemic, but, you know, like, we're, well, we're, yeah. we're doing this thing. We're riding with it. <laughs> Well, you've done John on Joe do a lot of things, and I want to talk a little bit about your journey from there. But you've done quite a bit since there. Um, and you were talking about hip hop. Um, for me, one of the reasons I liked it is because I'm a big hip hop fan. I always tell people, don't forget that you know I, I'm literally the same age as Snoop Dogg. You know, people forget rap and house music and Debbie Harry and um, everybody thinks my generation was um, punk, but it was actually for me, it was uh, Chicago house music, they called it back then. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's what they called it back then. And it was uh, it was something that I, I, I really enjoyed. Um, I got very used to, to listening to in Chicago. Um, so, and for me, because my grandfather taught me about jazz and blues and other kind of, you know, conceptual, mad, uh, kind of conceptual sound, I've always had an understanding of it. Um, I've never been a big music lover in, as a whole, but that was one of the things that got me. So, and, and we, we talked and it was very interesting. I really did very much enjoy it. And, um, and thank you for saying that people reach out. I do, I do like the fact that I do, I, you know, that there is an audience around what is the pagan community in general. And I think you brought in a very new point of view. I mean, there probably had been people, I mean, People forget that Godsmack was a was a absolutely a is, you know Sully is a uh, is the singer is a is a Cabot witch and that brought some of the ideas of it and that music has always had a bit of a cult philosophy but this was different this was telling the story of pagans being out there and so you did you did that talk you did your first album. I know you struggled with your first album. You got it out there, and it was fun, but you you struggled to get people to kind of uh, listen to it for a little while. Yeah. Yep, sure did. Um, How did you not be discouraged about of, it? Well, see, it, it's like what I was doing, like there's probably like four people that I could name off the top of my head that have been doing this whole pagan rap music thing before me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I mean, you got you got um, Corrupt the Drone. Uh, there's Manny the Bard. Um, a couple other people. Um, Indigo Prophet. And you know, it's just when you see when when you put something like this out, and you know, I did it completely independently. I had to do all of the promotion and marketing myself. Um, but what I really wanted to focus on so much was the music and not so much the money. Mm-hmm. So I think what I did most is I think I did a lot of very good networking and just here's my music. What do you think? And, you know, I spent months just sending it to random people, sending it to the pagan radio stations and, you know, getting in touch with people – um, and just kind of grinding it out. But it definitely was an uphill battle 
<laughs> for me uh, to get people to listen to it because and I and I do have a theory on why this is because a lot of pagans don't really listen to hip hop and I think that the reason behind this is is because of most of the content that's behind most hip hop music it's something that a lot of people cannot relate with and what I'm doing is making an attempt at making it relatable to the big music. And I think when people started kind of catching on to that, that's when it started to kind of roll a little bit for me. Okay. I actually know Indigo Prophet, uh, the, the music of it. I actually enjoy that one very much too. Um, yeah, he's really good. He is good. Um, and, uh, so out there, so music has always been part of the pagan scene. Uh, I know this, okay, so let's go ahead. This Saturday, uh, remember Nashville Pagan Pride, you can see a lot of people on there. We're going to be doing that online, but you're doing, is it South Jersey Pagan Pride? Yes. Yes. This is my local Pagan Pride event. Okay. Um, you're going to that South out Jersey there. Pagan Pride is going to be at Cooper River in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. <laughs> uh, That's no, cool. I'm not performing there. Yeah, I'm not performing there. Um, um, so I'm not doing a performance there per se, but I am teaching a workshop there. And what's the workshop going to be on? It is going to be on deities, spirit guides, and you. That's the name of it. Um, and Basically, it's going to be talking about the connections and how deities manifest themselves to us, and how or and or spirit guides, spirit animals, etc., um, as opposed to our own position in life, where we are, you know, and what we need at the time. So it's going to kind of go over that, and it's going to also touch on, you know, a couple of personal philosophies that I have about how. You know, a lot of the times this we manifest these for ourselves as we work with our deities and, you know, or you can use the term feed and water our deities if you want to. <laughs> um, we become closer with ourselves. We become closer with our higher selves and to be able to connect, you know, with the greater universal spirit, whatever it is that you want to call it, whatever tradition or path you follow. Um, so it's a, it's going to be a fun one. This thing going to, you know, leave it open to the floor, get people talking, get people involved. Um, it's something that I really enjoy doing. And, you know, I'm thankful to have the opportunity to be able to teach a workshop there. I can understand that. I mean, I, I remember when I first started out and I started doing workshops and things like that, it was very much like a thrill to do so. Um, now it's, uh, it's interesting. I will, I, you know, um, out, in, out there. And so actually I was just talking about my next set of workshops. My actually, my next set of paid workshops, uh, today, build your own, you build your magical business. Watch for it folks. But we're still talking about how, but we're talking about you tonight. And one of the things I think that's very interesting is that you really were all over the place. So can you talk about, 
so you, we did coffee talk. It was like one of the very first things. COVID was really fresh at that point. We were just you know, like, okay, yeah, this will be over by June. Oh, my God, we're about to get a short vacation. <laughs> it, it was pretty jovial idea. I mean, I remember early COVID when the government first shut us down. It was pretty jovial. You know, it was the idea yep. that we were going to have a small vacation. We were all getting breaks. We were all, you know, everybody was sleeping in and, you know, making jokes about, you know, that. And we were learning Zoom because um, I, I was on Zoom already, but we were learning <laughs> Zoom. We were kind of stretching out. Can you talk about Because I think for you, COVID, this period, COVID and Zoom really gave you a, a, a platform to talk to people and, and you really, really embraced so, it. <laughs> a lot of things happened. Um, so mm-hmm. literally a week after we did Coffee Talk, mm-hmm. I got laid off from my job. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, my wife got laid off from her job. <laughs> right? So we were both laid off from work, and we were just kind of like sitting around like, ew. I'm like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep writing music. You know? And I kept writing music, and then you know, I was making YouTube videos and stuff, and then um, I got reached out to by the media manager of International Pagan Radio, uh, William Brinkley, mm-hmm. and he offered for me. He saw one of my YouTube videos, and you know, I had just recently been in contact with him about my music and everything, and you know, he was like, "Listen, you wanna you wanna come on and be our YouTube host," and I was like. Absolutely, I do, because I know I'm a pagan rap artist, but I've been a fan of pagan music for years. I mean, mm-hmm. all, I mean, all all the greats, you know, Damn the Bard, F.K. Tucker. I listen to them all. I really do. Um, I'm a really big Brian Henke fan because <laughs> I love his guitar work, you know. So I took that and I took that, I accepted that position and immediately started reaching out to artists. And, you know, hey, listen, let's sit down for an interview. Let's talk about your music. Let's get your name out there. Because it's something that hmm, – trying to put think of the best way to put this. I am all about building community. Mm-hmm. That's something that I have always been about. And, you know, whatever I can do to help build our community, be it in pagan music or not, is something that I feel I should do. And, you know, it's a passion of mine, you know, our community. So to be able to be given that opportunity through IPR, you know, I mean, not only am I making connections for myself and all this, I've made a lot of friends. You know, I've I've met a lot of people and I've been able to do these videos for them and help them out and help promote them. Further, I want to say about a month later, so the high priestess of my coven, Lady Book Dragon, and, uh, you know, uh, as you definitely met her, um, (laughs) she is awesome. And, you know, I had a dream one night that her and I were doing a podcast. And so the next day I called her and said, yo, I had a dream you and I were doing a podcast. And she was like, well, I think we should do a podcast then. And thus, Witchcraft Grenade was born. (laughs) Um, And the Witchcraft Grenade podcast is lighthearted, 
it's not too serious. We don't take ourselves too seriously at all. Um, and that was our goal from the beginning, just to have fun, sit down, and just have conversations with people, have conversations with ourselves, talk about a few topics here or there, but really give people a voice, give people a platform. You wrote a book. You want to talk about your book? Come on the show. Talk about your book. Talk about your music. Talk about your shop, whatever it is that you're doing. You know, it's it's like because all of that, regardless of how many listens you have, it all helps build upon the greater community. And Witchcraft Grenade has been doing very well. Uh, we are on a bit of a hiatus right now but we will be picking it back up soon. Funny story about Witchcraft Renew. <laughs> mm-hmm. When we started it, we were four or five episodes before we started posting because we wanted to have a backlog just in case we ever had to miss a week, we would have an episode ready to go, et cetera, et cetera. And my computer took a crap on me, and we lost all of it. So we had about two months' worth of content <laughs> for the show. We lost all of it. So episode one is actually like episode six or seven. And we just kind of started it over and just winged it. Um, we've had a lot of people come on the show. And, you know, it's wonderful that, you know, everybody did. You, yourself, you, you yourself came on the show. It was a, I did. It was a really good time. We had a, We had a wonderful conversation. Uh, we had Mark Silver on. That was a wonderful conversation. Um, he's the author of The Elemental Past, and we ended up getting into a whole lot of stuff in the second half of that podcast. <laughs> uh, we have, we've had Matt Oren come on. Uh, we've had Mama Gina come on. We had David Wood come on. So, I mean, it's it's wonderful to be able to speak with all of these people and to be able to, you know, help get their names out there for those that wish to have their names out there. Um, and, yeah, so I've been doing – I've had my hands in many pots since last March. That's for sure. <laughs> so, let me, so let's go ahead and um, examine this a little bit further. So on, on top of that, you also went ahead, uh, joined Witch School, and got your first degree as well. On top of everything you were doing – you went and get in, in some study work, and so the, everyone wants to welcome you to that. Um, that must have been an interesting process because I do know that you've done concerts for us. Uh, I know one of the things. So one of the things that did happen during COVID is that, and one reason I wanted to bring this show back, Pegasus Night Radio, after you know on the 13th anniversary, and you know we had a 10-year run of nearly nightly programming. That's right, folks. That's that's why we have so many episodes. Before podcasting was cool, we were doing it. Um, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, well, now podcasting has now become a real big thing. It's now like into the millions of podcasts. It really took off. Um, but we were doing it a while ago because I was in radio, and I so some pagans write books. I did. I did radio. Um, I found it easier than writing books. Uh, you know, it's it's people do different things, and you wrote book. Um, and 
Yeah, so it's always very interesting because I don't write books. I started a site called Witch School, I, I, so I've got other people to write for it. Now, um, but one of the things I think that it, you did very well is that, and I think you're continuing to do so, is that even though even though you're fairly uh, you're fairly young, I mean, uh, and so now you're starting to emerge into becoming more of a leadership. So where do you, so let me take back here a step. Um, I'm looking up the piece that it is. I want to cue it up. Um, so you've been. So you just brought out a second album, right? Or are bringing out a second I album? I have not put it out yet. I am very, very close to putting out a second album. Right. Yeah. I uh, I am in like the mastering process on a lot of the tracks, and mm-hmm. I have one more song that I have to write. And the only issue that I'm having with it is, is that I have to go to a dark place for it. And so for the vision of the album, and, you know, so I'm doing shadow work and going to that place as I'm writing the song. Right. So it's kind of a process, you know, and it isn't exactly a fun process, but it, it is there. The album, it should be coming out late October, November-ish, and it's called Modern Bard. And the thing about it is that it's not just a full-on hip-hop album. It also has some spoken word poetry mixed in, and it is a conceptual album. Hmm. And so what is the song we're going to be listening to, Witch Up? Yes, you're going to be listening to Witch Up is one of the more positive songs on the album. Um, and this album is – or this this song is the absolute end of the tale. And it has to do with coming into your own as a witch and, you know, actually walking that path. And mm-hmm. your individual best self. And so that's a uh, that that's the gist of what the song's about. Um, All right. The album tells a story. It starts from the beginning, uh, and the tale is of a successful musician who falls down into a rut of depression and such deals with all of the struggle of addiction and, you know, all of the depression and everything that comes along with that. And then it also, but then it depicts the recovery through reconnecting the spirit. Hmm. So it's a pretty, pretty ambitious album. <laughs> it sounds um, like it. Yeah. Yeah. So what's up is closer to the end of the album. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I really hope everybody enjoys it. It's uh, I just did it live for the first time at uh, Fusion Sound Pagan Pride online last weekend. So it's very hot off the presses right now. Do have plans to shoot a video for it to couple along with releasing the album. So, all right. Well, let's say, so let's everybody listen to this. Witch up by Cloud the Rapper. Yeah, who you wanna be, who you wanna be, a 
what you wanna be, of what you wanna be. So out of practice, folks. I'm still knocking you off the rust. Even after two weeks, you'd think all the rust would go away. Sometimes <laughs> rust gets a little deeper than it is. But hold on, folks. Uh, there we go. Uh, Pagans Tonight Radio is sponsored by Witchschool.com. Your anyone, anywhere, anytime online magical education. And you will soon have, we'll see more sponsors on from Pagan World. Pagan World is going to be, is one of our sponsors, so you'll be hearing more from more people because you know how much I love merchants. Uh, you know, we should do more shopping, folks. We're going to get back into shopping <laughs> with our own. Uh, that's one of the things I like about Pagan Pride Days. All right, and so let's let's go ahead and choose the thing. So that was a pretty good song. I, I like that. Um you're getting you're getting better balancing your sound. I think that's a that's pretty obvious. Yeah, I uh, I, I mm-hmm. definitely 
hit the, hit the books a little bit harder on you know audio work and you know engineering and stuff um, because my first album had a little it was, it was a little all over the place um, sound quality wise um, but I mean in, in my defense I made my entire first album on my cell phone so I <laughs> and. It, it uh, it, you could tell, you know. Well, let's, uh, let's this talk one about, I've made on a desktop with better equipment. But let's talk about that. One reason why you exist in this world, and and because you took the initiative to do so, but you removed some, you moved away a lot of the middlemen, the gatekeepers, to the audience. Right? You did it yourself. You did it on your cell phone. You published yep. it through SoundCloud, Bandcamp, um, and other places. You. You didn't let the middle man, because there is no way at this point, I think, that you could have gotten through an Atlantic Records or even some of the indie records. It would have been almost impossible and almost cross Do you know how many no's I got? <laughs> no, I don't. Um, I, I definitely submitted a, a demo to a mm-hmm. lot of different indie labels and stuff, and the main thing that I got back it wasn't this is terrible, you know. It wasn't, you know, what the heck is this, you know, hippie pagan crap, you know. It wasn't that. It was, I don't know how to sell this. That was the main thing that I got. I had that reply from like four different labels. I mean, none of them large labels. The large labels didn't even look at it. But you know, some of the smaller indie labels that I reached out to, I got. I don't know how to sell this. Mm-hmm. And so I said, all right, well, I'm just going to do it myself. <laughs> and and that is going to be one of the biggest things that is going to be a story of um, the pagan community because it's my – so a generation earlier, that was my argument of being the press, the podcaster. I, you know, nobody was going to give me a job in uh, radio doing – you know, talking to pagans and Wiccans and witches – you know, if they wanted to do that, they could listen to Art Bell at the late late night shows. I ended up having to buy my own radio time, seventy five dollars an hour back then. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. People were always like, "What? That's a lot of money." You know, compared to today. Um, and so uh, it is that, but we did, but it was worth doing. And then today, I spend a little more than that to get my whole monthly podcast. So it's, it's it really has changed. But this idea that you did it on your cell phone, you know, what type of cell phone did you use? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, well, my 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 good old trusty Samsung S nine. <laughs> um, you know, you should go talk yeah. to Samsung S nine and tell them that you did that. So <laughs> I I uh, it, it was it was definitely a very tedious process, uh, but I used an app called BandLab, which is actually a free app that you can download for Android, iTunes, iPad, they have it on the computer. And I downloaded that. And I did it all with a set of earbuds, headphones, with a microphone. And people were talking like locking myself in a closet to cut sound out and, you know, like muffling with clothing and stuff. Like it was, it was definitely a process. Um, And then when it came to like the sound editing part of it, you know, I had pretty much no idea what I was doing at the time. Uh, 
but I managed to put something that sounded good together. And I was like, okay, I'm going to release this as is. And there are some imperfections in it. If you listen to my album closely, in like the first song and the third song, I want to say, in the background. Mm-hmm. Like driving past my house. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm listening to it and I'm going, hmm. Well, that makes it sound kind of urban, so I'll leave the car in there, you know? And, like, the little imperfections of the album are what I see as what make the album what it is. You know? It's, you know, there is beauty and imperfection in my eyes. And a lot of that album is a lot of me, my own expression. So to have those little imperfections, I mean, there's even some fluffed words in there that I left in. Like, no, this is me. This is me doing this. You know, so. Gotcha. I, I, I don't know. I mean, from, from like an audio file, they would be like, what is this? You know, but, you know, for somebody who's just trying to listen and vibe to some music, I think, mm-hmm. it's, a, I think it's a good good thing, you know. It is, and I think that you did, you know, and you're showing the one thing that I think that I think is really very important to the pagan world. I think it's very important to pagans um, is that you went ahead and you didn't let you you manifested what you wanted and didn't let the world get in the way. And that's why I think people see you as in the leadership component. And so I think that's a really important part of why. You're seen as as an emerging leader. Not only is that, so I want to talk about one more thing, and then and then we're going to uh, start our our kind of fun at the end uh, material. And that is, am I did I see that that you know you've been now doing witchcraft uh, witchcraft was it witchcraft grenade? Did I get that right? Yes, witchcraft grenade. Yep. Your your podcast, <laughs> and you've done a lot of this stuff. You've been tasting things to kind of find your um, nature, what you really like. I presume that's you know that's what we call it. Um, but you also did one more thing. Did I not see something about? And I saw it briefly. Um, it's called which it was uh, the pagan rap group or pagan rap posse. Oh, uh, the pagan that? slow tribe. Okay, that's it. Wow, did I get that wrong? Yeah, yeah, the pagan slow tribe. Okay, so. That is a project that started to begin because after I released Misconceptions, some of the people that heard it um, were – like there were some other people who were interested in doing pagan rap, um, mm-hmm. and some of, those people reached, some of those people reached out to me. And I said, well, there's plenty of room for all of us, you know? Uh, but, you know, as with any group, um, you know, it's difficult to get everybody together. It's difficult to get everybody on the same page with everything. I mean, it came to a point where we had like six or seven people involved. And, you know, it's just kind of like right now where it is, is it's kind of in a holding pattern. Because uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people have a lot of things happening in their lives right now and stuff. Um, but... There are some people who are going to be putting out some pagan rap music, you know, and, you know, I'm not going to be the only one, <laughs> you know, it's just a matter of, you know, people getting, getting everything together, 
Uh, I also have somebody that uh, came to me and talked to me about teaching them how to rap. Um, Mm -hmm. And I am working with somebody who will remain nameless for right now because this is a mystery person. And But, yeah, so we are – there is definitely a lot of things working within the little genre here that we have of pagan rap. And I got to say, I am very thrilled that other people are interested in doing this. All right. So I don't know if you've ever heard my theory about pagan leadership. It has to deal directly with this idea that – and it's the idea that a lot of our pagan leaders, especially the early generation, um, they all act like rock stars. They're all rock stars. What do I mean by that? Uh, rock star groups, you know, rock groups, they're very much self-contained. They're like three, four, five, six people. You know, sometimes, you know, as little as two, but usually three, four, the, the conventional four-piece band, you know, that sort of thing. And they get up there and they perform their music and then they do as best they can to try to attract as much audience as they can. And then the next group comes up. The next speaker comes up. And they do their very best to, to get as much of the audience as they can on their side and play their music. And sometimes they will come in and stack each other, one following another, like a train. One act, two act, three act, four acts. Hip-hop, on the other hand, the younger generation is beginning to act it. But I always thought we should act more like hip-hop stars, not rock stars. And what do I mean by that? Hip-hop was a very low-resource community, which wasn't being listened to. So if one hip-hopper was doing well, he could then bring on another hip-hopper. Instead of worried about what group he belonged to or what he was, he would bring him on and do duets. And they would do joints, and they would form these temporary clubs and gangs yep. of uh, singers. And in very much, I've always yep. – Collectives. And I always felt that was a big difference between what I feel is the older generation who are focused on being rock stars, sell as many books as you can, get as many followers as you can, be as many in your tradition as you can, right? And I think a lot of the younger leadership and almost all the leadership I'm talking about are much more of that hip-hop, low-resource, let's share our resources, let's share our audience type of ideology. What do you think about that? Well, I think it's a very interesting concept, and it's something that I actually follow myself without even really trying. Um, mm-hmm. So, when, you know, when people started reaching out to me about, you know, doing pig and rap music, I'm like, let's go. What do you want to do? Let's do a song, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like, I do have some collabs in the works with some other pig and rappers, and, um, you know, I will be featuring on their stuff as opposed to them featuring on mine. So that way, you know, we can kind of build this thing and then as they build their bases, they'll see my feature and they'll check me out and then I'll feature them on my album and then they'll go check them out and it's just kind of building something from grassroots. You know, and it's definitely going to take some time um, for it to build up, but I mean, like, I'm, I I gotta say, you know, I'm really enjoying the ride of this hip-hop thing, you know, but when it comes down to it, what really matters to me most is the music and the message behind the music, not so much the, you know, 
getting my name out there and money and all of that stuff, you know, I always saw myself as clergy first and then an entertainer second. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my studies are very important to me. You know, I just got my first degree through wet school. I'm already working on my second degree. Um, <laughs> you know, and I am really just focused on doing what I can to help people. And my music is aimed to help people. It's not so much, you know, because you know how a lot of rappers, and, and you listen to a lot of hip-hop ads, so you know exactly what I'm about to say. And anybody that's listening out there that's listened to a lot of hip-hop knows that there are some rappers out there who can do an entire song and say, you know, there they a can lot rap of- an entire song about themselves, about this, about that, whatever, but they actually said nothing. There's a lot of speakers out there who do the same thing. Um, yeah. They're called po- – and there's politicians <laughs> too. No, it's always yeah, – right? yeah. Yeah. All right. So let me go ahead and, and uh, ask my second to last question, and that is what do you see as your future? What do you think – because you got 50, 60, 70 years ago. I mean we're, you're of the generation that's most likely to see that a good number of individuals reach their 100th birthday. Um, so where do you see yeah. – do you see yourself going to in the future? Well, I don't definitely don't see myself rapping into my 60s. Um, <laughs> um, but something that I do want to continue with is promoting the community, be that through music, books, stuff like that, um, you know, through websites, social media, however it is that I fit in there. Um, but I definitely see myself continuing – focusing on teaching, um, you know, and mentoring younger witches. That's definitely something that, you know, or or if you want to say the term hashtag baby witch, um, but <laughs> I definitely see myself mentoring and continuing, um, you know, have a study group going. You know, I have my coven going here. We are a teaching coven. So it, it's definitely, I see myself, continuing that work on the clergy side of things and continuing the music for a while, I'm sure, but I'm sure like in my fifties, I'm going to be like, okay, I can't keep going across the country and rapping and jumping up and down on stage and doing all this. <laughs> you know, I'm not getting any younger. So. What do you mean? <laughs> oh my God. Snoop is still singing. He's almost there. Uh, <laughs> Rolling Stones. I mean, they're, they're still touring. <laughs> this idea of a, the aged out rock stars is no longer true. <laughs> well, uh, uh, I mean, honestly, I, I I see myself always continuing to write. Be it in a hip-hop mm-hmm. thing or if I grab my guitar. Because I don't just write hip-hop. I write music of all genres. You know? You know I might just put out an album of acoustic music randomly. You know? like, And it's something that I'm going to continue to write. I definitely mm-hmm. want to focus on my clar- my 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 duties as clergy because I definitely take them very seriously. But I will always write because that is my expression. That is my magic. Textbook. I'm sorry. You know, and you know what I do is part of magic. I I put intent to everything that I write. So Terrific. that being that being said. That's something that's not going away anytime soon. 
will it, will it continue to be hip hop? We don't know. But I am working on a few other projects. I'm always working on projects. Um, <laughs> um, so I have a collection of poetry that I'm putting together, and you know, also along with Modern Bard, because the story resonates so much with me that I came up with this album. I'm also writing a short novella to tell the tale in a fictional sense to go along with the album. So we're going to dip into uh, authorhood for a little bit, and then we're going to get back into writing music. But I'm always going to continue to create. That's terrific. Um, so let's go ahead and ah. Uh, so how do people reach out to find the music that you like? Uh, the music that they're, they're listening to, how can they find you? I presume well, they like you already. I am quite, um, active on Facebook. Um, I have a personal page at cloud Raps Wicca, but if you want, hit me up, Rich Donahue, can't miss me. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't bite. That's for sure. But also, uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Cloud Raps Wicca. Uh, and, yeah, that, that's go. basically it, the social media links there. And, you know, if you guys are looking for booking or anything like that, cloudrapswicca at gmail.com. And, you know, we can talk about that. But, yeah, I am uh, definitely open and available and you know, if y'all need anything, so, just hit me up. <laughs> so the last question I've been asking, or more importantly, I'm offering you an opportunity. So I'm asking people. So 15 year old you sitting there, and other 15 year olds who will be listening to this and and discovering that they want to be, you know, that be pagans and things like that. What advice would you give the 15 year old you? If you could give him a chance. 15 year old me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hmm. What advice would I get 15-year-old me? That's a loaded question. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. I would tell myself to look at what it is that you're studying and what you're reading about, you know, about Wicca, especially with the Internet nowadays. To take it and to take what speaks to you from it. Not so much to follow what is written verbatim Mm -hmm. because there are thousands and thousands of books about witchcraft, different traditions, different ideas, all of them written by different authors who have had their own different experiences and their own outlook on things. So when you begin walking your path, the first thing to realize is that it is your own personal path to walk, not so Mm -hmm. much – the, you know, what the current aesthetic is, you know, or, or what the current trends are. How does this help you connect with your higher self? That, I think, would be the most important thing to teach myself because I didn't actually figure that out. I found Wicked when I was 15, and I didn't actually figure that out until I was in my 20s. <laughs> so yes, I would definitely pass that information on to, to, to younger me. Definitely. 
Exceptional. Thank you so much for being on our show tonight and helping me launch what I think is a, a great series. And, uh, um, man, there's a lot to think about here. So, folks, uh, check it out. Check out the music. You, you've got a chance to hear it. Um, and, uh, you know, blessed be, folks. And thank you, uh, Cloud, for being on. Absolutely. I, I always love sitting down and talking with you so much for having me on. And, and blessed be out there, everybody. And y'all make sure to take care of yourselves and be safe. So tomorrow night, we're going to be listening to the Corellian Times team as they release their October issue. So they're going to be on here live with me tomorrow night or the next time, or if you're listening in podcast land, the very next episode we produce. So you remember that. sort. Of, so, yeah, all you fans out there from 2075, this is where Cloud the Rapper first played What's Up with uh, What's Up, which is, and we're going to close with repeating that, if I can find it again. Um, boy, talk about being out of practice. But we're getting there, folks. <laughs> and so with that, blessed be, and we're leaving out tonight with Cloud's, uh, Cloud the Rapper's Witch Up. <laughs> Yeah, who you wanna be, who you wanna be, or what you wanna be, or what you wanna be. Yeah. What up, y'all? Now who you wanna be, or who you wanna be, or what you wanna be, or what you wanna be. Sometimes you just gotta ask yourself. Who you wanna be, or what you wanna be, or what you wanna be Who are you? Now that's the question man Not who you show on your Facebook and Instagram Cloud coming at your roll, no filter Yo, I'm trying to break through all the walls that you're building Now ask yourself, yo, what you want out of life Setting goals, achieving them's a beautiful sight, yo We gotta find our powerful minds To take back our lives before we run out of time, yo Same goes for me, now I suppose my goal's to help you with your spiritual growth But, real talk, now I'm still learning how to do it Yo, my goal's to be a man of wisdom like the Reverend Don Lewis Silver tongue pig and magic on my mind Personal DNAs connect me to the divine Yo, the laws of attraction Fight off distractions Get up and take action Manifest satisfaction
And you've been listening to Peggy's Tonight Radio with Ed the Peggy. Come back for the next episode with the Corellian Times. And be here Monday as we begin the Emerging Leaders, Pagan Leaders series all week.